Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Barbie, now that you have been a plus-size girl over a decade, I really want to talk about that fat-phobic director who made a movie about you. Hello, everybody. My name is Nina, and I am the host and the creator of the Little Women podcast. And I really, really hate Greta Gerwig, especially her fat-phobic comments. And today we will take a look. Gerwig's fat-phobic history and, at larger scale, the history of fat-phobia and unrealistic beauty standards. If you have watched Greta Gerwig's movies like Lady Bird, Little Women 2019 and, well, Barbie movie, Greta Gerwig likes to hire skinny people into her films, and she also likes to comment on people's looks. In the 2022 holiday issue of Vanity Fairy Margot Robbie, star of the Barbie movie, posed with a low-cut dress showing her ribs. This started a flow of news features called Margot Robbie's Ribcage and the Return of Skinny. Here is a quote from Standard. Almost immediately, the comments were alight with censure. She's gorgeous, but I don't think this is a responsible body image photo, sucking in stomach, pronounced ribs showing, as a media publication to put forth to the world for millions of impressionable girls and boys out there to see as an unrealistic standard of beauty wrote one commenter, 355 likes. So over the skin and bones look, agreed another. Barbie herself is not new to the heated body image discussion. The doll was created in the 1950s as a toy for girls so they could imagine what all they could do when they grow up. Before Barbie, all dolls made for children looked like babies and toddlers. The first Barbie was sold as a supermodel who had an amazing wardrobe. And here is what a lot of people don't know, Barbie's look was based on the Hollywood beauty standards of the time, women like Marilyn Monroe and Sophia Loren, actresses who had high waist and curves. In 2014, Mattel introduced a line of Barbies with several different body types. Why did it took so long, some people ask? The head of Barbie department, Evelyn Mazzocco, said that the old Barbies were molded to the same body mold, because then all these different Barbie characters, Midge, Teresa and Christy Exeterra could all wear same clothes, which made the making of clothes a lot cheaper. For myself as a 90s child, this also made the doll more playable because you could swap the clothes just like that. In the 90s, the fashion and the movie industry was really focused on very narrow skinny look. I don't know if Mattel back then would have had the resources to make different looking Barbies. Or would there have been a market for them because the look of that ideal woman was so limited? Which is really sad, but that playability itself, even though it was great, it was a double-edged sword, because that one body mold created so many heated discussions. Curvy Barbie was a nice boost to Barbie doll sales. But in general, the consumption of toys has steadily increased within last years, because kids don't play that much with toys, they play with their phones. I loved Barbies as a child, but I would love to have curvy Barbies and short Barbies. But what can you do? But this glamorizing of skinniness and participating into these unrealistic beauty standards is quite disturbing. 
and now let's talk about Gerwig's fatphobic comments. Did you know that there is an open secret about Louisa May Alcott, and it has been going on for about good 150 plus years? Yes, Louisa May Alcott was a huge fan of dad bods. Dad bods made her go wild. I got you there, didn't I? In all seriousness, there is a huge amount of little women critics who are all fatphobic, may they admit it or not. This episode got started when I received this comment about one of my earlier videos. This is less a question than an observation. A huge part of what's disappointing about a lot of these adaptations, including the Gerwig one, is that it's 2020 now and nobody doesn't want to talk about the fact that a huge part of the bear hate stems from fat phobia and honestly that brilliant, goofy, nerdy people don't make romantic leads and I'm pretty sure Louisa May Alcott would agree. I always imagine someone with maybe Sean Astin's body type playing the part. The next thing that I'm going to say, it's legitimate. You can find most Louisa May Alcott novels in the public domain, so you can check this out. In every single Alcott novel where the Louisa type of protagonist falls in love or marries the romantic partner, they always look the same. They all have the same body type. They're all tall and heavily built. One of Friedrich's models was the German poet Goethe. And if you look at pictures of Goethe, he's this middle-aged man with broad shoulders and very tall and heavily built. And all Louisa May Alcott's romantic heroes look like that. Some of them have beards and some of them don't. And surprisingly, many of them speak with German accents. John Suchre was a German soldier that Louisa nursed in the war. He was tall and a bit stout with a brown beard. Louisa wrote in her diary that she found him handsome, and Adam in moods and David in work look like that as well. The female protagonist is always fixated on their looks at their, quote, manliness. This is Joe's exact quote on Friedrich when she first meets him. What is to be noticed is that this is the first time in the novel when Joe feels physically attracted to a man, and Joe and Laurie were friends. But Joe was never attracted to him also in the book when Joe left for New York. She went there because she felt uncomfortable about the way Laurie was harassing her. So she has no obligations to feel guilty about, well, experiencing her sexual awakening with this, in her eyes, a very sexy and handsome German man. And maybe we should remind to the critics that what is sexy and handsome to Joe is not sexy and handsome to everyone. The first time Joe sees Friedrich in the novel is when Friedrich is helping a little servant girl to carry a heavy hold of coal. Let's think about Little Women 2019. Friedrich is staring at Joe, who doesn't pay any attention to him. The girls who Joe is supposed to be looking after play around her, and I don't know. Have you noticed this? Sorsha Ronan's Joe doesn't seem to like children at all. So there isn't any kind of connection between Joe and Friedrich. In the book when Joe is in New York, her entire time in New York is building the connection between her and Friedrich. Greta Gerwig erases these scenes. Quote, Mrs. K told me he was from Berlin, very learned and good, but poor as a church mouse, and gives lessons to support himself and two little orphan nephews whom he is educating here according to the wishes of his sister, who married an American. Not a very romantic story, but it interested me and I was glad to hear that Mrs. K lends him her parlor for some of his scholars. There is a glass door between it and the nursery, and I mean to peep at him, and then I'll tell you how he looks. He's almost forty, so it's no harm, Marmy. 
I was thanking my stars that I'd learned to make nice buttonholes when the parlor door opened and shut, and someone began to hum, Kenst du das Land, like a big bumblebee. It was dreadfully improper, I know, but I couldn't resist the temptation, and lifting one end of the curtain before the glass door I peeped in. Professor Bear was there, and while he arranged his books, I took a good look at him. A regular German, rather stout with brown hair, tumbled all over his head, a bushy beard, good nose, the kindest eyes I ever saw, and a splendid big voice that does one's ears good after our sharp or slipshod American gabble. His clothes were rusty, his hands were large, and he hadn't a handsome feature in his face except his beautiful teeth. Yet I liked him, for he had a fine head, his linen was very nice, and he looked like a gentleman, though two buttons were off his coat and there was a patch on one shoe. He looked sober despite his humming, till he went to the window to turn the hyacinth bulbs toward the sun and stroke the cat, who received him like an old friend. In the 2019 film, Joe just says to Friedrich she needs to write so she can make money, and then she behaves like a five-year-old when he gives her criticism. In the book, Joe has an emotional breakdown and mental health problems because she is writing stories for the weekly volcano, and she doesn't like her editor. Gerbic makes the editor a hero who helps Joe to publish her book, and she makes Friedrich a bully. This is what Greta Gerbic said in an interview to Film Comment. Alcott was forced to marry Joe, and she married him to a stout, fat man who spoke with a horrendous German accent, gave her scratchy feedback, and forced her to start a school. Louisa May Alcott was not forced to marry Joe, which we can see in the letters between Louisa and her letters Thomas Niles. On the contrary, he has given her pretty much free hands when it comes to the novel. Second, Louisa May Alcott had a crush on her father's best friend, philosopher Waldy Emerson, who was 22 years older than Louisa. As a teenager, Louisa May Alcott fell in love with philosopher Henry David Thoreau and this affection for Henry seems to have lasted her entire life. In her diaries, Louisa writes about her dreams of getting married to Henry, starting a family with him, and starting a school with him. Here we have Greta Gerwig saying that Friedrich's quote forces Joe to start a school. This is what Joe says in the chapter, Harvest Time in Little Women. Just understand that this isn't a new idea of mine, but a long-cherished plan. In the book Fandom, there has been talking about the way Meg could very well be played by a plus-size actress because she's described to be plumpy. The fact that Meg in the book is considered to be the most beautiful of the March sisters and that she is a plus-size woman, what a great example that would be for people today who watch a Little Women adaptation. But it is the same with Anne of Green Gables. Hollywood has not made a version where Meg or Diana Berry have been played by plus-size actresses. Let's face it, most people don't know that Meg is described this way in the original material. Another thing about Jo is that she has tanned skin because she likes to spend time outside. In the 19th century, brown skin was not considered attractive at all, because it was a sign that you worked outside a lot, which meant that you were lower class. And if you didn't need to work, you spent more time inside. Then we, of course, have Laurie, who is half Italian in the book. Sponsor of this episode is Etsy. On Etsy, you can start your own shop and reach their millions of customers.
With the link in the description, you can add your first 40 listings for free. Our second sponsor is Bookshop.org. Bookshop.org works to connect readers with independent booksellers all over the world. They believe local bookstores are essential community hubs that foster culture, curiosity and love for reading and are committed to helping them thrive. Every purchase on the site financially supports independent bookstores. Platform gives independent bookstores tools to complete online and financial support to help them maintain their presence in local communities. You can find the link from the description as well. And he has brown skin. Also not considered an attractive quality in those times. This is an interesting choice from Louisa May Alcott because Laurie is a millionaire heir. But his dark skin is one of the reasons why he feels like an outsider in Concord and there was lots of stigma and xenophobia against Italians in those times. Instead of ignoring Louisa May Alcott's very diverse cast when it comes to her book characters, we should start embracing it. In an interview to Film Comment, Greta Gerwig said that Joe must be gay because Joe doesn't find Laurie attractive. Excuse me, does she know what the definition of a gay person is? So all of these queer-baiting comments that are related to Little Women 2019. Joe must be an asexual because Joe doesn't find Laurie attractive. Joe must be a lesbian because Joe doesn't find Laurie attractive. Laurie is based on Alcott's ex, so why is this even issue? All of these queer-baiting comments are based on Gerwig's fat phobia. When Friedrich becomes Joe's sexual awakening in the book, she pays attention to his big hands and his big feet, and she's lusty over him in Joe's Boys. When Dan comes back, he has grown a beard. For those of you who have not read Joe's Boys, Dan was one of Joe's and Friedrich's students. When he comes back, he asks Joe if he should shave the beard off, and Joe is like, don't do that. It makes you look so manly and handsome. It is so funny because both Friedrich and Dan's characters are based on Henry Thoreau. Mac's character in Rose in Bloom also has the same body type. He's blonde and he's younger. In Eight Cousins, where he's a preteen, he's described as a bit chubby. But then in Rose in Bloom, Mac has a growth spurt and suddenly he's taller, and he got broad shoulders. Rose is surprised, and she begins to see him more attractive. All these men are described to have blue eyes, which is an interesting detail because Henry David Thoreau had blue eyes. In every Louisa May Alcott story that I have read, the leading male character, let's call him the Friedrich Bear archetype, is a plus-size man. There is a story called The Queen of Hearts. The leading male character is a German gentleman called Augustus Bob, and he is a large man. The female character, who very much resembles Joe, is over her heels in love with Mr. Bob. In one of Louisa May Alcott's thrillers, Long Fatal Love Chase, we meet Henry David Thoreau. This time he is Father Ignatius, who is a big man and he has a beard. The Friedrich Bear archetype is a very kind man. He is a gentle soul. So I would say that Louisa May Alcott's male characters are very body positive. This is a quote from Joe's Boys, and Joe's Boys is a sequel to Little Women, and it takes place when Joe is in her fifties, and she is a famous writer by then. It was one of the family jokes that Joe was getting fat, and she kept it up, though as yet she had only acquired a matronly outline, which was very becoming. They were laughing over the impending double chins when Mr. Lorry came off duty for a moment. According to Louisa May Alcott, 
Joe gained weight and grew double chin. Louisa May Alcott was not a particularly skinny person herself, especially at the end of her life. She became very ill after the Civil War, and she was treated with mercury. The mercury treatment very likely messed up her hormone levels and caused her to gain weight. Joe is not fuzzy about weight. She finds Friedrich's dad body very attractive, not to mention the narrator writes how Joe's family members make jokes about Joe's appearance, all except Friedrich, who is constantly convincing Joe that in his eyes she is still the most beautiful woman on earth. How hypocritical is this from Greta Gerwig to make fat-phobic comments about a fictional character when both Joe and Friedrich in her book are constantly being judged and made fun of by their weight? Not to mention Louisa May Alcott constantly faced fat-phobia. In her diaries, she writes how fans came to see her, and then they were disgusted when they saw her, because she didn't look like a fifteen-year-old. This is a quote from Louisa. Why to think that Joe is fifteen when she is thirty at the end of the novel? Why to think that she is pretty when she is tall and lanky? Again, in an interview to Film Comment, Greta Gerwig said, Joe is a child who doesn't want to grow up, and that she hired a hot bear so that Joe could feel herself as a winner, and all characters' character arcs are erased from the film, and it is also disturbing that she treats the male characters like they are toys, and girls just play with them. That is not feminist, that is pure stupidity. In a way, Louisa was attracted to the alpha male. Her ideal man always looks very masculine, but they are all very gentle by nature. To Louisa, being heavily built, meant that they were big and strong, and they could take care of themselves and other people. People like Greta Gerwig complaining about body type are very shallow. I have come across people quoting Gerwig that, Oh, Joe married a fat man because Alcott hated Friedrich's character. Louisa May Alcott was attracted to tall men with dad bods. I don't think most people are mean or vicious. It is simply the case of people not knowing, and it is very easy to fall into that fandom train. I have read Joe's Boys when I was a teen, but I didn't remember Joe gaining weight in the book, not until a friend reminded me of it, and that gives a lot of new perspective on little women, because Joe is based on Louisa May Alcott, and I have read her diaries and I know that Louisa suffered from low self-esteem and unhealthy body relationship during different times in her life. So these kinds of messages that we get from Hollywood film directors and purely from the beauty industry, are still as harmful as they were in the 19th century. Alpha male for Louisa was someone who could support their writing, which is what Friedrich does in the book. He encourages her to find her writing style. There's also some criticism over the skinny-looking guys. In Little Women, Nat and Laurie are skinny, pretty, and more feminine, and the narrator occasionally criticizes their overly emotional nature. Laurie is often overly dramatic, and Nat is more of a daydreamer. These two boys are very sensitive, which raises an interesting question if part of that is the narrator's dislike of femininity. After all, in the novel, one of Joe's more masculine qualities is that she denies her vulnerability, which is why I think her relationship with Friedrich was so important, because the more she tried to deny her vulnerability, the more she felt lost, so with him she could find balance. In some ways, Louisa connected men being skinny to non-productivity. In Joe's Boys, Joe doesn't want Daisy to marry Nat because Joe thinks he's such a daydreamer. 
Then he travels to Germany to study music for a few years, and when he comes back to Concord, he's more heavily built. It's really funny because Meg and Joe are like, wow, he looks much better now. I don't personally share Louise's views on all skinny guys not being productive, but maybe it's based on Alcott's own experiences since Julian Hawthorne and Laddie Wisniewski, who were real-life lorries, who were real-life lorries, were pretty and skinny, but they weren't always very productive and didn't live up to Louise's standards. Laurie and Nat are these types of characters who need a strong female guide like Amy or Daisy to inspire them to grow and take control of their lives. To Louisa, alpha male is a man who combines masculine and feminine energy in a balanced and effective way, strong but kind, confident but humble. I don't know any other writer who has such a clear idea of what her ideal man is like. It has a lot to do with taste, but I also think Louisa's love for masculine men who were also intellectual was connected to her values. She was drawn to men who possessed tender masculinity. I read once that Louisa May Alcott gave Friedrich elements of European men that she wished more American men would have. I think there might be some truth to that. I grew up watching lots of Scandinavian film productions like Astrid Lindgren adaptations, and there are lots of male characters in them that look very masculine and are physically strong, but they're passionate and romantic with their partners, and they are very tender, and they love children. So if you know someone who complains about Friedrich's looks, tell them that Louisa May Alcott wrote Friedrich to be her own ideal man. If someone has problems with that, they don't understand the author. When Louisa was asked to write Little Women, she hesitated because her closest friends were all boys, and then her sisters. Knowing Louisa's love for men and boys and masculinity, it makes a lot of sense that the men to who she was attracted also looked that way. Here in the end, I would like to quote one Finnish TV persona. What she said really stuck with me. They said that once we die, no one at the funeral thinks about our weight. What they remember is that we made them laugh that they like to spend time with us. Maybe you were a good friend or a good parent. Your weight is not what people remember. They remember if you were a good person. Thank you for listening. Love yourself and your body. Take care and make good choices. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.